0: Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another one of our occasional money talks segments. I'm Susan Warnick, and I hope that you know by now that when you see us on the station, we have some important information for you. Everybody says your health is the most important thing. It is, but guess what? So is your money. And if you don't have good information about that, Well, it's not a good plan. So I have three experts with me today who are going to help answer some of the biggest questions. I'd like to introduce them sitting to my immediate right, Mr. Michael Finer, who I have known personally for how many years, Michael?
1: Oh, more than 20 at least.
0: A lot more than 20. Let's just clear about that. And Gary Kuhn, also Gary and I, for a long time have worked together. And David Henry joins us this morning. David, it's great to have you with us. Thank you you so much. I think everybody these days is talking about Mm -hmm. the stock market. Who wants to take on that first? Who wants to start? Mike, what's going on? Well,
1: it's it's interesting. The stock market has uh, reached a new all-time high. just crossed 22,000 over the last couple of weeks and is reaching really successive all-time highs for the last several months. And even though it's inching every day towards uh, uh, new highs, uh, people have been asking, why is a stock market reaching new highs? And most importantly, is it time to sell? Is it a time to hold? Or is it a time to uh, possibly get in toward higher highs?
0: And the answer for everybody, (laughs) (laughs) if you only had it, right?
1: If if we only had a fortune, you know, if we were fortune tellers, we could. But I think as a general rule, we do think that there are strong fundamentals, you know, in the U.S. economy and the world economy that supports the stock market. Um, and I'm sure that uh, we can, you know, provide, you know, more insight as to why we think the market has gotten to where it has over the last um, year or so.
0: I see, Dave, you're shaking your head. Gary, no, you're No, I agree wholeheartedly. I
2: think I would almost like to refer to this as a Goldilocks type of situation where it's not too hot, not too cold. But in, in looking at it, I think there's two aspects. There's the positive aspect, and, and Mike certainly touched upon a few things. You know, we're in a very robust um, market, but um, uh, we also, it's coupled with good global... Um, economics. We're finally seeing the uh, the tailwind that the uh, foreign markets have provided.
0: Really? I mean, I think that a lot of people hear about things going on in Europe and wondering what... Well, Europe is, of the,
2: of the three major economies, probably the weakest.
0: But when we look
2: at various indices, um, the all-world indices right now, year data is up 18%. I see. With Asia contributing the bulk of it up, to, up 30%, and that's uh, Japan, China, and the other... Uh, Asian uh, economies and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was talking about Goldilocks because there are a number of different things that that, uh, currently look very great. I mean, you think about the last employment uh, data, we're at the lowest we've been in a long time, 4.3% unemployment rate. We also have interest rates that continue to stay at a historically low rate at about 2.3% for the uh, 10-year. Coupled with a very benign inflation rate, which helps keep that interest rates low, so those are all very positive factors. I think um, helping to keep the stock market um, continuing the way it is right now. Gary, yeah, we need th- to hear <laughs> <who is. laughs>
3: exactly. you. Exactly. Know, I think several there's several factors that we look at to say, you know, how do we get to where we are, and and where might we be heading? Dave touched on some of the the issues that relate to the. Um, macroeconomic type uh, circumstances with respect to uh, interest rates, with respect to inflation, et cetera. We also look at our companies making money. We're looking at the investment world and our companies continuing to have earnings so that they, their, the value of their companies can grow and the value of your investments can grow. And actually corporate earnings have been quite strong. We're, we're sort of, as we tape, in an earnings season and the vast majority of the companies have been beating what the analysts anticipated that they would be making so so those continue to be strong and then the other thing that we look at is the political backdrop I
0: was going to ask and I think yeah, you right?
3: touched on that in terms of some of the um, geopolitical type things happening you hear about North Korea or you most hear about, recently exactly sure. so are, that's something to be um, you know, those, those things tend to be, you know, are important to look at. Um, they tend to have sometimes some shorter term uh, impacts on the market, but we're looking at all, of, all three of these areas and how they interrelate um, and sort of come up with a calculus as to what we think based on that. And we think, particularly just going back to the United States, we regardless of what you think of the current administration, from a business standpoint, THE GENERAL SENSE IS THAT, YOU KNOW, DO I HAVE AN ADMINISTRATION THAT IS LIKELY TO INCREASE MY re- REGULATORY BURDEN? MOST These LIKELY NOT, so RIGHT? Tax. And, AND TAXES AS WELL, YOU KNOW, DO I HAVE AN ADMINISTRATION, WHETHER THEY CUT TAXES OR NOT, THEY'RE NOT LOOKING TO RAISE MY TAXES. THAT'S SOMETHING THAT CORPORATIONS ARE LOOKING AT AND THEY'RE ABLE TO MAKE PLANS ACCORDINGLY IN A FAVORABLE WAY AND BE MORE PROACTIVE. So that would uh, argue for um, a positive climate with or without any sort of future um, tax cuts which could be on the horizon as well if those were to happen we think that the growth would would accelerate but even um, without that the more positive climate from that standpoint you could you could continue to see sort of a, a grinding upward you know as opposed to the sharp increases, which is okay, you which know, as, far as, yeah, as far as we're concerned.
0: Is there any one particular industry, I mean, or is it just generally business and industry?
1: At least for the U.S. stock market, it tends to be technology right now that's driving the stock market. So you have the so-called FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, that tend to be carrying the market. And that's that's an important factor, that not all stocks are going up, even though the overall indices are up. So there are isolated parts of the stock market that tend to be carrying the overall market and the indices, but there are other areas of the market that aren't performing well. In particular, you know, the oil stocks are actually closer to a 52-week low. Mm -hmm. So, but with that, because oil prices are so low, really below $50 a barrel, they've sort of been averaging 45 or so. That is one of the tailwinds that I think people underestimate for the economy, that we have low energy prices and that helps the U.S. economy. And it's also affected, you know, the U.S. dollar has been a little bit weaker this year, and that's been helping um, U.S. multinational companies uh, as well. So all of those, you know, factors tend to be supporting the market. But to your point, technology stocks are doing well. Some healthcare stocks are doing well, ironically, through all this legislation. But there are a lot of industries that aren't doing well, and in the breadth of the market doesn't necessarily mean that this is a, a broad increase across the board. And that's something, you know, you have to be uh, cognizant of going forward. That it, not all stocks are created equal.
0: Explain you, something you just touched on. If you if you could mm. explain, the three of you actually, the impact that the lower gas. Prices and the oil prices. I know obviously home heating oil for people who still heat with oil that affects so much of their income um, But how, how does that all work?
3: Well, it's really helped the consumer because right. gas prices have remained low
0: So you're going to travel
3: you travel you, the cost of shipping things oh, know, Shipping right. will, will go down air and, travel uh, exactly so that really ripples through the economy when people are able to, as you said, travel. They're able to have lower uh, expenses because commuting can be a pretty big cost for a lot of people. If that can be managed lower, then they have more money in their pocket to shop, buy things, yeah. and uh, so. Looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. So it's you know. So from that standpoint, it's been a good thing. And also, as as, as Mike mentioned, that in. It has helped to keep the inflation rate low mm-hmm. and because it's kept the inflation rate low overall The Federal Reserve has looked at that and they've actually um, Kept interest, interest rates at a lower mm-hmm. level for longer Which also ripples through positively if you're in the housing market, etc. Yeah, well, Gary is still-
2: pointing out some very obvious things about lower prices But when you think about our economy and how how intertwined we are in terms of hydrocarbons stuff like that it's in the production of plastics, it's in the chemical manufacturing, it's in manufacturing in general. And in fact, it's uh, interesting to see more and more companies are coming back to the US because of the, the low energy prices. Natural gas is so cheap right now and, and that's an important component in terms of manufacturing.
1: So. I think that, that's a, a critical point with regard to the low hydrocarbon prices that one of the things that President Trump is pushing, you know, obviously domestic jobs, companies will come here now because the cost of manufacturing is lower. We can produce energy here, prices are lower, and it makes the the ability for the United States economy to produce more goods. And I think this week, personal income was up 2.7%, which was the largest increase in personal income in quite a long time. And 70% of our gross national product, gross domestic product, is a function of the consumer. So to the extent that personal income is increasing, it does tend to be a catalyst for, you know,
2: for certain parts of the economy.
0: So buy low, sell high.
3: <laughs>
2: well, we're well, certainly we high. You, so. know, you know, I, I, I don't want to be a uh, killjoy amongst his panel and stuff like that. But I'm I'm very cautious about what's going on right now in oh, the marketplace. And, you know, um, uh, John Bogle, the former head of uh, Vanguard, he's put put out a very very straightforward meth- methodology in terms of evaluate the marketplace. And it's it's comprised of three components. One is dividend, how much you're receiving back, company growth, and Gary talked about how things are growing. And last of all is PE expansion, and that's how we measure the stocks. What's PE? PE is price over earnings. And it provides us with a gauge in terms of how expensive a stock is. For instance, a stock like Amazon, its PE is 150. It's earning $4 a share, and it's trading close to $1,000 a share. So from that standpoint, I take it back. It's 250 if that's the uh, PE. Excuse
0: me one second. Do
2: yeah. I have Amazon? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but you also
1: have General Motors, right. which is exactly. a PE of five okay. to one. All right, right exactly. so, Well, you you I think the important thing is now.
2: that you have a very balanced portfolio. Okay. That is an important Well, When we look at each of these components, yeah. it's important. You know, dividends have certainly been pretty good right now, two and a half percent. You know, the growth. Companies continue to have increased productivity. Um, but the, the, the point that I'm concerned about is the the valuation of the overall right. stock market. When we measure this on a historical basis, it's at the second highest level.
0: And that's scary. Oh, it's, it's very... It it's is. not going to go up forever. Right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: In fact, you know, it's, a, it's a two standard deviations from its average. So there's... I'm a big believer in mean reversion, meaning that it's something that goes up will come down and stuff like that. I think... I'm only pointing out that at this point in time, you need to be cautious. Things are going very well in terms of these macro factors that I discussed earlier. However, I think you have to uh, be cautious in terms of your your aggressiveness, in terms of um, your overall portfolio. And that certainly lends yourself to working with a professional in terms of helping. I think that's one of the values that any one of us brings to the table, is that we've seen this before. And that as tough as it is, not being participating it is last thing you want to do is get out and a lot of it is contingent on terms of your long-term planning
0: a lot of people sit home on the computer and do it themselves oh sure sure and more power to them
2: if they if they feel comfortable enough to be able to understand these companies and what's driving those you know that i've you know um, in fact my my youngest um was very thrilled because he started buying some individual names and these are companies he knows you know Game talk stocks, uh, take right. two. You know, <laughs> but
0: that sometimes is good. Yeah, don't it is very, it's good. very, good. It's very good. not yeah. drive him crazy. I'm oh, thinking, sure. Hey, if I'm shopping there and if I'm using that product, right, then I, it's for good reason, well, and others right. are too. Right.
1: right. Well, Peter Lynch, you know, the great uh, Fidelity mm-hmm. manager, was always a proponent of you know buy stocks that you understand Some. and buy stocks that you use and stuff like that. We we believe that too, and I think you know going back to our. Car, not cartoon analogies, but our, we had Goldilocks. Yeah. It sounds like we're a little hot on Goldilocks. It's Goldilocks. We might be a little on the hotter, hot, cold, well, and, yeah. well, a little I'd hotter not, well, on the stock I'd market. In terms of there's but, some
2: very good things about the market, true. but there's also yeah. other aspects. You know, it's so, not too hot, not too, not cold. too cold. Well, <laughs> I
1: want to talk about the three little
2: pigs. Okay. <laughs> you know, wasn't, wasn't that the straw
1: house, the wood house, and the brick house? Right. And I, I do agree that we, what we think is, you know, a general firm that. We see the stock market potentially going to 25000 before there's a cyclical reversal Mm -hmm. because, as Dave mentioned, this is the second longest expansion in history, Mm -hmm. and the market does tend to be a cycle. But because of all the good things that are happening, we do think it's going to expand for the next year to year and a half. But we do advise our clients at least to build a brick house, which means that we do think this can't go on forever because the stock prices are increasing faster than company earnings. So ultimately, we do think company earnings are good, but like the tortoise and the hare, if, if companies are earning at sort of a moderate pace, but the prices are increasing a little bit faster, that can't sustain itself. So we do need some sort of, as, as Dave mentioned, reversion to the mean, or at least for the market to have its earnings catch up to it over time, and that you know will occur at some point. Uh, we we believe probably in 2018 or so. So you've oh, got to be prepared, you know, for that. that. Long. That's what we, you know, personally believe, but of course we're not fortune-tellers. But based on all the statistics and things that are going on, we do believe we have another year or so left in, in this type of market before things start to have to adjust, you know, to some sort of homeostasis and
3: whatnot. I think to piggyback on what's been said about the strong market, and making important decisions is, to, is the importance of realizing that just because the market is strong, sometimes people can think, wow, this is, this is easy, right? All these stocks are going up, you know, uh, and it's important to make sure that you stick to a certain set of, of uh, like a value system of sort in terms of the approach, the strategy you take, and not to jettison that plan or that approach just because things are going well. And what do i mean by that i mean making sure that when you're investing you're picking companies that are leaders in their field that we talked about you could have a sense of what that product is because i use it (laughs) and i see more and more people using it um you're looking for companies that consistently pay dividends Mm -hmm. over time they don't just pay and then the next year you know they take it away and then they move it again. you know they they pay you again you know it's, it's so there's certain criteria that just because we're in a strong market, it seems like all ships are rising.
0: <laughs> Guess what?
3: Make sure you, you have that right. sort of uh, plan or philosophy that you stick to, that you're, you're picky. It's still within uh, the universe of options that you have.
0: We have less than five minutes left. So Dave, let's start with you and then Mike, your last words on advice to people who are watching. Well, I think first and foremost,
2: um, to, to certainly find an advisor that you're comfortable with,
0: only from the standpoint
2: of serving as a sounding board. You know, it's easy to talk yourself into a, a stock or a market when you're sitting there on the computer saying, "Hey, but this is this is cheap compared to what was a couple of weeks ago." The thing that I think the three of us all bring to the table is that we've seen it before. Right, okay, I mean, we've been in the market. I've been in the market for 35 years, and have been through the dot-com, and I must admit, it was fun to see that stock up, go up two or 3%. But you know, at the end of the day, when there was no earnings, when it wasn't, wasn't rational, you know, that's where someone who's a professional who studies this on a, on a regular no, basis okay. helps out. Um, you know, I just, I, my earlier comment is now's the time to be cautious based on uh, metrics that are out there. And we talked about the various metrics, be it um, valuations give it, you know, and the narrowness of, of certain aspects of technology stocks have gotten really out of hand.
0: You know, so. Good. Mike, the last couple of minutes.
2: Yeah, I think I'd
1: echo many of those comments, but to say that everyone's financial situation is different. So to Gary's point earlier, you have to understand what your own goals are. And it may be a time for if you're at retirement age to say, hey, the market has done well and it's time to take money off the table or reinvest some of the profits into bonds or take stocks and buy bonds or have cash or precious metals or other asset classes. So, you know, someone who might be 25 years old might have a different strategy than someone who is 75 years old at this point. So part, part of this whole, you know, equation is understanding your own goals, where you are what your financial situation is and and most importantly understanding can you sustain a dip in the market because that's what this is all about I've, I've no doubt that like Warren Buffett always says in 10 or 20 years the market will be up mm-hmm. <laughs> that part I you can be sure about <laughs> that sure yeah, I I, it will well in the meantime though it could it could be do severely ebbs and down and so. ebbs and flows and you need to be prepared for the the uh, I guess the ebbs more than the flows for the downtown. <laughs> so down the three time.
0: things, you gotta be prepared, you gotta be cautious, and you have to really work with somebody who knows what mm-hmm. they're doing if you right. don't know what you're doing. Right. And my last bit of advice, folks, coming from my consumer background, is as as our experts said, you have to protect yourself and you really have to go with your gut and work with somebody who you really know you can trust. And the best way to find that person is to ask your friends and your relatives Who are they working with? Why do they like them? And then when you interview the people with whom you're thinking of working, you ask them, how do you you get paid? Do I pay you a fee up front? Do you take a commission? All important things, Mm -hmm. right? So thank you so much for joining us, Dave Henry and Gary Kuhn and Mike Feiner. As always, great information. Appreciate it. And thank thank you so much for watching, folks. Until next time, I'm Susan Warnick.